Let's get nuts. Let's do that. Damn it. Sorry. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Where's the music? Come on. Thought I had that ready to go. All right, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live. How's everybody doing today? It is hump day. It is, what, the, the eve of seeing the flash, guys. Finally, right? We're like, uh, we're almost there. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, there's a crazy discourse that's happening online right now because... Sadly, with all these fan screenings, there's just people leaking shit everywhere. And then, of course, I mean, it went from hype to just all-out uh, war happening on the freaking timeline. It's been pretty crazy. It's been pretty damn crazy. And people just posting spoilers like no other, so be careful. Hopefully, if you're trying to avoid spoilers, just... Ignore Twitter, that's for sure. Make sure you sub subscribe, hit that notification bell, do all that. We do have a members-only stream. Um, I have some tea. I have some tea for the members-only stream, so if you want to uh, hear about it and pick my brain a little bit, uh, we'll, we'll do it right after uh, this stream right here. So, Anyways, let's get it on. Who's out there right now? Huh? Let's see. All right, we got Patrick. Why so serious? I watch Barry TV and TV show Class of... Nine. I don't know what class of nine is, but okay. Jared from Comics League. That Rosenbaum podcast gave me a little bit more confidence in Gun. I agree with you right there, and we're going to go over it, of course. Made you happy? Good. Hey, there's Mama Film Junkie. I'm um, not sure if uh, Brother Film Junkie hit you up or, you know, about tomorrow maybe? Anyways, better yes. Uh, Eric, what's happening? And we got Brandon right here. What's going on, brother? Morgan, Mr. Morgan, and please don't spam. I, I think you wrote this a couple of times, according to a lot of sources, when it comes to inside uh, yeah, reporting that. Yeah, I, I'm kind of wondering when it comes to Gal, when it comes to Gal, I'm really wondering when it comes to all that. Really wondering when it comes to all that. I don't know what's going with all that. I mean, I, the next thing that we were kind of trying to figure out is if she's going to promote that she's in the flash she got to promote her flash cameo she did not promote her shazam cameo she was quiet but she promoted the F fast x cameo is she gonna promote the flash one i don't think she's going to there might be some shit that's gonna be going down and i wouldn't be surprised i just would not be surprised what's going on miss stephanie t good to see you good to see you uh, what's up mr spoily pants you know, speaking of, uh, yeah, people you don't want to look at Twitter, don't, don't, don't look at Mr. Axel's Twitter. This dude be posting spoilers like crazy, and I even told you, man, I told you on the stream, stop doing that, but whatever. Tony Movie Chappy D9, Neil Blomkamp fan. It's 10 years anniversary of one of the best comic book movies of all time, Man of Steel. I will never understand why some people hate this movie. Uh, do you think it was because of Christopher? I no, I think it was just yeah. It's a little bit of that, but there's nothing wrong with liking Christopher Reeves or loving Christopher Reeves Superman. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it was just like a shock of oh, this is different. This is a little heavier. This is more grounded. So people just couldn't just just didn't just ah just couldn't do it, man. So I don't know what's going on. Duis Duas Duis Do I always say your name wrong? Sorry. Deus, that's what it is. Deus, I knew it was something. I, I finally got in there, so. All right, then we got Brennan. Uh, what are you saying right here? I've seen it twice. Plan on seeing it at least another three, four times. I really hope there is an 
uh, an intersection out there in the future that includes that. Uh, wouldn't that be sweet, right? Yeah, not be sweet. Uh, what? He didn't shoot brother Phil. Oh, okay. Well, let me. I am okay. Well, I. Anyways, okay. Well, if you're free tomorrow, I think we have an extra ticket for the Flash. <laughs> That's pretty much it, Mom. Uh, we, you know, because Jaden was supposed to go, I totally just, you know, I got like five tickets and then everybody was going and then I was like, shit. But if you want to go see the flash, I think I got an extra ticket for you, mom. Anyways. Okay. So, uh, Jose, so you're saying that Ben Axel for spoiling. (laughs) Better be careful. We got Jose here. Got a Jose here. I know. I know. It's. Again, I was like, I, I was like, come on, man, don't post post spoilers. But what does he do? He posts a bunch of spoilers. I already know that Axel is not. I don't think he's a fan of the Flash really at all. Okay. So, anyways, what's going on, Jose? Good to see you. Good to see you. All right. So, anyways, guys, appreciate you guys clicking in. Yes, we're going to be talking about that uh, James Gunn appearance on on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, Inside You. That's what it's called, right? Inside of You. Something like that. Make sure you guys subscribe. And like I said, if you want to become a member, uh, I got some things that I was uh, actually going to be talking about. So anyways, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the flash projections, which, you know, aren't looking that great right now. I mean, they're still, yeah, it's still not looking pretty good. But hey, the Spider-Verse projections were big time wrong. So hopefully that's going to be the case for this movie, even though, because I'm not going to be able to stand for like, oh man, another, what, and I'm probably about like, well, probably till the end of time, because all this shit is now a religion just to hear people, especially the Snyder, the loud Snyder group. They're just going to not shut up about the box office, of course. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of hoping, I hope it has legs, but hey, I guess we'll see. And then we'll talk about some more DCU rumors that came out over the weekend that I didn't talk about on Monday when it came to Harvey Dent in, um, in the Batman part two. And then of course, another role too, that was, it was, it's just rumors, just rumors. I don't really like the source, but I thought, fuck it, let's talk about it. And then of course, we'll uh, do some celebrating because yes, today, 10 years ago, I can't believe it. 10 years ago, when all this started, Man of Steel came out and just totally just shook, just shook everything, shook everything at Warner Brothers, shook things up when it came to the CBM world, man, I tell you, I tell you, so we'll see what happens. Anyways, uh, oh, Russ is here too, you have a lot of typos going on, are you drunk, Russ, are you okay? Okay. <sighs> yeah, don't hate yet, don't hate yet, <laughs> don't hate, no hating. We're all good right here. We're all good right here. I just, you know, it was just, it's just disappointing to see people that just like say like, I don't give a shit about this. I hate this. Therefore, I don't care if I spoil it for you. I did not like Fast X. I did not like really even Little Mermaid or I don't know, just anything. But I just moved on. (laughs) Just move on. Is it so hard to just be like, all right, I don't like that. Let me go over here. But it's like, it's turned into such a religion. Is it, you know? And it's like, okay, all right, well, there's going to be a lot after, when The Flash comes out, there's going to be a lot of discourse again when it comes to a lot more discourse because a lot more people are going to see it and everything like that. And they're going to point out the things they don't like. I have my spoiler review out there. Hopefully you guys will check it out after you've seen it. You could hear more of the gripes that I actually had. 
and I'm anxious to see it again now that I've already seen it once. Yeah, I've had gripes about certain things, certain things. But then there's like one in particular thing because, and I'm not going to say it because I'm trying to remain spoiler free. Obviously, when it comes to Friday, tune in Friday on the channel, 630 Pacific Standard Time, full on panel the Flash discussion, spoilers and everything. We're going to be talking about everything that's, uh, you know, from start to finish when it comes to The Flash. Um, you know, and I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, but there's a, a certain thing that I probably won't talk about till next week or maybe even longer than that. When it comes to certain things that were put out there and quality and everything that I'm just like, did, did, and I was talking about it with certain people and people who might be involved in the movie that I was like, Wait, there's a specific, wait, wait, you, yeah, okay, I get it now, why that, but of course, again, people just want to hate it so much, just hate it so much, it's crazy, yes, take your dad to go see The Flash, hopefully it'll do, uh, hopefully it'll do well, I'm seeing it tomorrow, so, Anyways, all right. So we got everything. Everything's looking all right. All right. Let's go uh, right there to tweets. And let's go right there to tweets. And, of course, uh, on Monday's stream, on Monday's stream, I was, of course, uh, trying to cover as much of the Flash premiere as possible. But it was kind of happening more at the end of of the stream on Friday. So uh, I was I was waiting. I was like, where's uh, Ezra Miller? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. They is. Sorry. Um, of course, looking sharp, did some interviews right there and, uh, we got some video, of course, there's Ezra and Andy right there, Maestro. And then of course we have, uh, Kevin Smith. I'm very curious to hear Kevin Smith's reaction to the flash. And if you know, you know, if you know, you know, I'm kind of wondering about a certain thing. And again, rest in peace to treat Williams, man. I mean, this guy tweeted out Monday morning that he was working on his yard and everything like that, and then he got into a motorcycle accident. Sad. Sad stuff right there. Really sad stuff. Okay. Anyways. He doesn't hate you. <laughs> I don't hate. I don't hate. No, I don't hate. Don't worry, Axel. I don't hate you. Just... Again, just have some common, just have some courtesy for people who haven't seen the movie. But uh, here we have Axel right here. Not Axel. <laughs> Axel's in this video. No, here we have Ezra right here. And uh, he gives a little thank you when it comes to I the hear you stop, Ezra Minter. Thank you, all of you. Take it. Standing next um, to Ben. Thank you. I'll try to make this fast. I'll try to make that the last time. Maestro said it all, and I said it well. And I just want to say that I love you, Maestro. Uh, I think you're amazing. And I think your work is monumental. Nothing short of monumental. Um, Barbara, our great champion, Disco, Walter, and Galen, and Marianne Jenkins, Ooh. wherever you are. Did he say Walter? Is that which Walter are we talking about? Uh oh. Um, I want to thank Gardner Fox and Harry Langford. There you go. <laughs> um, I want to thank um, Bob Hanniger and Carmine Infantino for creating this character into life. And I want to thank 
Zach and Deborah Snyder. Yes. And I want to thank Grant and Kristen Morrison for introducing me into the life of this character in so many ways. And I want to thank Pam Abdi. And I want to thank Mike DeLuca. And I want to thank David Zaslov and the dynamic duo Peter Safran and James Gunn. Oh my God. Um, he said he thanks James Gunn, guys. Oh my God. For your uh, grace and discernment and care in the context of my life and in bringing this moment actually um, to fruition. And I want to thank every single member of our unstoppable Boost Canal of a crew. And our, our irresistible dream cast and um, just the thousands of artists and workers who made this movie. Everybody who supported us in our lives and in the world and everybody who supported me. Thank everybody. And in the world. Good for Ezra. Um, along this decade long. Uh, Seriously. And very beautiful peregrination. All the way to here, just to finally say, with actually no further delays, enjoy. Enjoy the flash. <laughs> enjoy. Aww. So there you go. There's Ezra talking about giving a thanks to everyone. I mean, it's been a crazy journey. It really has. It really has. Thank you, Mr. Everts. It's been a while. No spoilers in the chat, please. Yes. No spoilers in the checks. We're all looking at you, Axel. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but uh, thank you for the $10 super chat. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, hopefully you get to see it soon. Hopefully you take part of the panel. But uh, there you go. Yes. So Ezra giving thanks and giving thanks to everyone, which you could, you could tell that Ezra did seem. I mean, I, anybody I've talked to that's ever been associated with Ezra always said Ezra is delightful. That's the thing. It's like I've always heard that. Obviously, there's things that happen. Yes. And not totally saying, hey, that didn't happen. And, but obviously, there's certain things that didn't happen, like all the crazy stuff. If you actually research, do your research and see who that Chase Ironize person was really trying to just go after Ezra, even though like his daughter was perfectly fine and all this stuff and the whole there's a lot of grooming talk and a lot of weird. I mean, there's a lot of weird things. I'm not saying again, he's not an angel. Ezra's definitely not an angel, but hopefully Hopefully they got um, the help that they needed. That's for sure. But, you know, good for that little speech right there. I'm sure he had that ready to go. And I, I'm glad that he thanked all those people right there. So, yeah, they mentioned yeah, Zach and uh, Debbie. and that, Yeah, and I love that. I love that, too. I love the fact that they mentioned uh, Zach and Debbie, of course. And we'll, we'll get some more with that. But, uh, of course, we have uh, Shannon right there. We got the Kryptonians. Look at all the Kryptonians right here. So that's pretty sweet. Here's a nice little touching moment with Ezra and Kersey. I wonder what happened. I wonder what, what the joke was. And then we got some, hey, we got some Benny Affleck right here. Benny Affleck. Hey, make sure to get tickets for the Flash this Father's Day. This Father's Day. Hey, make sure to get tickets for the Flash this Father's Day. I mean, that's one way to sell it, man. Father's Day. Father's Day. And then we got Ezra right here talking. Listen to that. So one of the interviews right here. Well, besides just being one of the most glorious, beautiful, wonderful people I've ever been privileged enough to know, I think Andy is such a detailed, creative mind. I think he's perfect for this genre because he's such a visual artist. Um, indeed. Similar to Zack Snyder, who Whoa. brought me into this whole world. Andy is another director like that who's almost like a comic book visionary. He has his own really detailed, really sophisticated approach. 
There you go. Well, besides... So I love that. I just love the fact that Ezra, again, thanking Zach and Debbie, and then, of course, bringing up Zach again. Again, Zach is not lost in all this, and I really hope Zach does check out the movie, and, and I mean, I'm not saying he has to, like, promote it on social media or anything. I just hope he does, because when he was on the vodka stream, when Zach was on the vodka stream, he thought that was it's going to be interesting and cool that they are going back to the whole Man of Steel thing. So I think Zach will be very curious to see what's in it, and not to mention his two VFX guys were leading the VFX when it came to The Flash. So really hoping that's going to be the case. Scarlett Johansson confirms that she's still producing an upcoming MCU project right before the strike. We were in the middle of developing it, and now everything is at a simmer. I'm thinking Thunderbolts. Was she a producer on Thunderbolts? It makes sense. Um, I, I tweeted this right here. Uh, a lot of some people actually took this seriously, but apparently Kristen Stewart is currently writing a screenplay alongside Dylan Meyer, and then she describes it as a stoner girl movie, and it's really fucking stupid. And I just looked at the picture, and I'm like, man, they look like Wayne and Garth. So then I made the joke that they gender swapped the Wayne's World reboot. Jeez, some people took it seriously. It was kind of funny. It was it was kind of funny. <laughs> it was, you know, it's Twitter, whatever. We got some new Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning posters. Uh, I got my IMAX tickets for uh, July 10th. It's a Monday, so I'm gonna have to probably do Film Junkie Live early on July 10th. I'm gonna have to do it like early because I have a seven o'clock. I have a seven o'clock screening for. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 on July 10th. So that's going to be great. Get to see it early. But yeah, we got some character posters right here, which are pretty cool. Can't wait. One of my most anticipated movies of the year. Got some more Batman stuff right here. And then, oh my God, we got Ben Affleck again talking about coming back as Batman for a brief moment. You know, I think this was the most fun I had. Uh, playing this part, it wasn't um, because it was short. Know, it wasn't a lot of work. It was really a cameo, yes. you know. And um, I didn't expect or anticipate to to do this. And but you know, I love Andy, and and I really was excited. And I had such a great experience with Ezra. I really was thrilled to come back and do it. And I really I don't want to give it away, but I loved the little idea that was um, that I got to do. And I felt like I finally sort of figured out my you know what i really kind of looked into about about this part and i really enjoyed it I had a wonderful time and uh, i love the movie and, and it's really fun and it has has a really good spirit of of kind of um, yes it does balance which is the tone is a, a difficult thing with these movies yes like, it is trying to figure out how serious how dark how funny how engaging it is and and you know, people that have done it really well have really struck a balance with that tone and I feel like Andy really did that with this movie, and um, it was a lot of fun. I, I really had a great time, and, um, you know, uh, I, it was over too soon. Over too soon. Well, I mean, we want you to do something else, Ben. I mean, we're, we're not going to hate that idea if you want to do something else. But, I mean, it does sound like it's like, all right, yeah, I mean, as much as we want that bad flick movie, oh, man, I mean, just make just make an animated version of that at least or something where he could just come in and record in the booth. Ah, ah, I mean, why couldn't we just have that? Again, I'm just like, hey, James Gunn and, and animated people, what the heck? Can we at least get that? I mean, it seems like Ben Affleck loves a role, but 
it's so taxing when it comes to being the center. I mean, again, it's just there's no way that his movie directing, writing, producing, and starring in in a heavy bat suit, there's that was just going to be so taxing on him. You know, in retrospect, after we, you know, after we were just so excited that that was going to be the case, it would have been total boss move. But at the same time, remember, he did say that one of his one of his friends, which were thinking Matt Damon, uh, said that once they read the script that they're like, this this will kill you if you do it. So obviously it's all about Ben Affleck's health, but I'm just health. But I'm just saying like, man, ugh, just put it in animation form. Have Ben do the voice. Jeremy Irons, Joe Manganiello. I mean, everybody that was going to be. Uh, I, I just ah. maybe one day we'll see. We'll see. It just seems like as much as people say in the Snyderverse is dead, maybe live action. But I still think the Snyderverse can, is preserved and could be very much an animation or graphic novel. Still is very much, there's things to explore there that I think they should capitalize on. Across the Spider-Verse. There you go. Do animation like the Spider-Verse when it comes to Snyderverse. Across the Snyderverse. Um, it's past $400 million. This movie cannot be stopped, which is great. Hopefully it gets more legs. Delays, 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 guys. Oh, we knew this was coming with the writer's strike. Absolutely. We knew this was coming. The, um, everything's getting delayed when it comes to Disney. You knew, you knew it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. The avatars all got delayed. Everything's just freaking delayed right now. The studio announced a slew of changes on Tuesday, led by the news that it is setting two Star Wars movies for 2026 and pushing back Avatar 3 by a year. That's right. So now Aquaman doesn't have competition, right? Or was that supposed to be next year? I don't know. No, wait, that was not going to be this year, right? That was supposed to be next year. Aquaman comes out this year. I get confused. I get confused. But yeah, so now we're not going to see Avatar 3. (laughs) We're not going to see Avatar 3 for another year and a half. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, I guess... You know, we didn't see the other one for over a decade, so, I mean, why not? Avatar 4 is going to hit theaters in December 2029, so three years after that. And then 2031, James Cameron? James Cameron is going to show up to the world premiere like, how aren't these movies when I was a young man? Ah, Remember that? Oh, God, I think he's going to be showing up and being like talking gibberish and not knowing where he is. He's going to be like Joe Biden. Anyways, uh, other highlights. Ryan Reynolds fans will be happy to learn that his Deadpool 3 is now going to open on May 3rd, 2024, as opposed to November 8th. So thank God we're going to get Deadpool pushed up because they're currently filming it right now. So we don't have to wait that long for Deadpool. Thank freaking God. Marvel Studios Avengers, the Kang Dynasty has been pushed a year, probably because they got to find a new actor. (laughs) Just kidding. Hopefully not. Um, so, yeah. And then, of course, we got Avengers Secret Wars. That got pushed a year as well. May 7th, 2027. Everything got pushed a year. And then, of course, the, um, uh, the my, there's just other things, too, which I don't really... Eh. Everything just got pushed. Everything got pushed. But they're trying to fit two Star Wars movies in there. We got the Star Wars movie that's going to have uh, Miss Ridley return. 2025. 2026 also. Uh, the Mangold one, yeah, everything. And then, of course, we got Captain America, Brave New World. That got pushed back three months, not too bad. Thunderbolts got pushed back five months, 
Blade, is Blade ever going to come out? Blade was announced so long ago. So long ago. What the heck? Remember when Blade was announced? It was announced like four years ago. And we're not going to get it to what? 2025. If that. Jesus. It's crazy. So there's everything right there. Everything got delayed. Fantastic Four got delayed by a couple of months. Not too bad. So everything's just delayed, mainly because of the writer's strike. I mean, I always forget that there's like an alien like event that's happening too. So there's your delays right there. Sucks, but hey, you know, just what do you got to do? You know, there's a writer's strike that's happening. What's going on, Ted? Thank you. Uh, thank you for showing it up. Yeah, I finally got a haircut. I know I got lazy and I was like, my hair is getting way too long. So I got a haircut today. Thank you for noticing. You're so sweet. Oh, my God. Anyways. OK. Um, and then, hey, there's James Gunn. James Gunn, very underdressed for a premiere with his wife. Now, for a minute there, I'm not going to lie. When I saw when I saw her on the uh, the carpet, I kind of thought I saw a little bump in the stomach. I don't know if you guys were paying attention to my Twitter that night, but I was like, wait a minute. I thought that she might have had a little baby bump going. And I was like, no, I don't want to be that guy that points out, hey, is there something going on with your stomach? And I don't want to be like that guy just be, just in case it wasn't that. So I deleted the tweet. Yeah. I did, I did do that. So I was like, ah, shit, I shouldn't have done that. I just, it kind of looked like there was like a little bit of me. Are they expecting? I don't know. But then I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. I already was that guy because I did put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, that dress doesn't look good. You are right, Stephanie T. When I saw the picture of her in the car, I was like, did she forget her dress? I was like, that looks like lingerie from the, from the, the waist up. But yeah, it is not a good, it's not a good dress. Dress. It's not a good dress. Yeesh. Hey, we got some images right here from the Continental and the John Wick, uh, the, from the world of John Wick right here, which is pretty sweet. I can't wait for this to see what all this is about. This is going to be something pretty cool. Mel Gibson, of course, is involved with that, so that's cool. We got Rico Jr. right here. Mr. Rico, he, he made this poster for The Flash, which I think is pretty damn sweet. This guy is very creative when it comes to his posters. And I love the fact that in the cow, he was able to put, like, Keaton's Batman, and then, of course, uh, Sasha Kaya right there. It's going to be the 60 Club of the time. All the I know, right? Jesus. <clears throat> Let's see. What else we got? Oh, hey, guys. At least we got this. At least we got this. Um, El Muerto. El Muerto is still set to uh, start filming on August 7th. That's right which is a day after Mama Film Junkie's birthday. So happy birthday, Mama, day after. You get to, uh, we'll, we'll have some first set images of El Muerto. Is this actually going to happen? I don't even know if that's going to happen. <sighs> I don't even know what's going on with that. I don't even know what's going on with that. But I, I love this right here from Rafa Grassetti. Did like a 3D version of the animated series Riddler right here. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. And then speaking of Star Wars, James Mangold says he pitched his Dawn of the Jedi movie as a kind of the Ten Commandments of the Force, you know, a kind of origin story of how the Force came to be known, understood, wielded, and harnessed. Thank you. This is what I want. This is what I've wanted since Rogue One. 
Well, it's probably I probably wanted it longer than that. But Rogue One kind of emphasized, you know, when they went to Jedi or whatever. Uh, I wanted I wanted an origin story of the Force, the Jedi. I wanted that so badly. I was like, yes, please give us something when it comes to the origin of the Jedi. And James Mangold seems like he's going to be giving us that. So that's going to be sweet. Can't wait. Can't wait. And then uh, Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld, Liefeld on if the X-Men will appear in Deadpool 3. He says, all I'm saying is I saw the cast list and I think people are going to freaking are going to get freaking blown away. So, I mean, essentially, this is going to be, you know, multiverse movie There's going to be cameos. Let's just face it. They're all probably showing up. They're all probably showing up in one form. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Let's see. We got some more, po- you know, some more little positive. The Faruqi brothers saw Flash again, um, and they actually, you know, enjoyed it more the second time for the most part. I think uh, Shiraz, uh, Shiraz didn't enjoy it. He still said the same thing. Hey, he still enjoyed it, but not. it didn't increase for him. So, And then, yes, guys, we're, uh, we have... Basically, when it comes to uh, Craven the Hunter, we're going to be getting two trailers, a green band and a red band trailer, which is great. There is a screenshot that was floating around that looked ridiculous, um, but I'm still going to be curious to see what this trailer is all about. I, I don't know if it's going to be another Morbius situation. I'm just glad that it is, in fact, R-rated. So that's a plus right there. At least we got that, that it's not... It's not going to be watered down PG like, you know, Morbius should have been R-rated as well. Talking about a freaking vampire. It's a vampire movie. But, uh, yeah, there was a screenshot that was floating around that showed Aaron Taylor Johnson in some kind of vest, and it looked ridiculous. But, hey, nobody cares about that. Everybody cares about the Flash. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, the Infinity Pool is coming out uncut. Uncut. I can only imagine if you've seen the Infinity Pool, which I did, and you can go and look at my first reaction. This movie's batshit crazy. I thought it was great. It's in my top 10, at least already, from the movies I've seen this year. And I can only imagine what was cut out because holy shit, there's a lot of things I was like, whoa, they put that in there? All right. So I can only imagine what's going to be in that uncut version. And, uh, yeah, somewhere right now, these two are just, uh, getting, yeah, I love, <laughs> this is good art right here. Uh, this is good art. Uh, I mean, let's face it, it's been kind of a rough year for Dwayne Johnson, a rough few months. If you saw, you know, I talked about that on Monday. I, I, uh, I posted the Film Junkie shot today of Dwayne Johnson having a rough couple of months, but uh, this is pretty sweet right here, this art right here. And they even put the pointy ears on him, which, you know, should have been the case. I don't know, but. Okay. All right. Did you guys see this? Pearson Fode, if I'm saying his name right. We talked about him a couple weeks ago about how he might be in the mix when it comes to Superman and Superman Legacy. Well, apparently he's going above and beyond and he recorded a screen test himself with a stunt crew. That's right. A stunt crew, like a previs kind of thing. Check this out. I was like, is there audio? So there he is. They even got him on a harness and everything. This guy went above and beyond. This guy wants to roll right here.
I like the music. I'm wondering if that's copyrighted. I don't know. I should probably turn it down. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, totally just 100%. Like, all right, let's even put some visual effects in here. Look at that. I don't know if that's Junkie XL. Look at that. They, they, they went above and beyond when it came to this thing right here. Above and beyond. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. I mean, he's showing. I mean, this is a way to do it. Look at that. Oh! I mean, I thought we were supposed to have a happier Superman. My God. Dude, just freaking laser-eyed his face off. My God. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, this is the way to do it. It's the way to do it. That's a way to do it right there. That is the way to do it. And he, they put it out online. They put it out online, and this is what they do. This is what, and, and, and you know what? This is what you have to do. I mean, his agency, they, they probably rounded up some money. They were trying to bank on the fact that it's like, yeah, let's get this guy in there. Let's get you the role. So they just went above and beyond and did this whole thing to show him on the harness, add some VFX. Man, they totally just did that. They totally did that. They totally did that. Man is def desperate. What are you talking about? It was, hey, it's a freaking it's Superman. Of course. Why wouldn't he be? He wants to play Superman. But, hey, nice attempt. Who knows if we're going to get it? Maybe. It's all about what James Gunn wants. And we'll talk about more about what James Gunn wants. And, yeah, but kudos to him. Kudos to him. It did sound like Junkie, didn't it? Those drums. You can always recognize the drums. Here we go. We got another. We got a black and white. Hey, we got a Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is Gray poster right here. I like that. Like that a lot. Eh, there's that. Um, the script for Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse currently features other variants of Gwen Stacy. So that's good. I like that. Of course, we'll talk about all that. Warner Brothers wants... Christopher Nolan to return to the studio and is inviting him to the lot. He has also been paid a seven-figure bonus for Tenet as a sign of good faith. Do you think they really did that? Do you think they really were like, here's a million dollars. Come back. Here's a million dollars. They just threw a million dollars at him. I mean, all these studios are trying to save money, and they're just going to throw a million dollars at Christopher Nolan. I mean, I guess I wouldn't put it past them, but it just seems like a little weird to be like, here's a million dollars, Chris. Come back. Please come back. Quentin Tarantino on where he draws the line when it comes to violence in his movies is I have a big thing about killing animals in movies. That's a bridge I can't cross. Insects too. So yeah, I guess you never, I mean, obviously when it comes to animals, we get it, but I don't know. I guess we've never seen any character in a Quentin Tarantino movie kill a bug. Kill a bug. And yeah, we'll talk about that. Hey, look at this. Nope. <laughs> I don't think anybody I don't think anybody cares about this. I don't think anybody wants to care about this, but uh you know, we got uh we got Mr. Kevin Spacey right here who says people are ready to hire me. Wrong! I used your drop. That's right, Kevin. I used your drop. Wrong! When you were like Sleuthor. I don't think anybody really wants to uh, hire you. So if he's cleared of all of his sexual assault charges on young boys, I don't think that's going to be happening. I don't think that's happening for you, sir. Secret Invasion. Oh, so Secret Invasion right now has been reviewed by some people. I've seen some pretty good reviews out there. As of like earlier today, I don't even know where it's actually at right 
now when it comes to when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes, but it was at a 65%. But yeah, some people are uh, starting to, they've already started to review Secret Invasion, so look forward to that. I I think it comes out, what, next week? First episode next week? So are they going to be on Wednesdays? I don't even know when the heck... When the heck uh, it's supposed to all be coming out? Do we know exactly when? When does Secret Vasion come out or fully come out? What's the day? I don't even know. I should probably just look at my Disney Plus app. But uh, I'll do like the same thing that I did for all the other ones. I'm sure if I just open it, it'll probably just have it. But I'm sure if with all like just like all the other ones, I'll have uh, I'll, it'll be part of the topic on Wednesday. I guess you say next Wednesday. Okay, thank you, nerdy. I wasn't sure if it was Wednesday or st- they're still doing the Wednesday things. But, uh, yeah, for sure. So next Wednesday. So And then, of course, the following, I'll, I'll be doing reviews. I'll be doing reviews of, um, hey, nice. Um, I'll be doing reviews of Secret Invasion because I'm definitely looking forward to it. I've heard a lot of people say that it's, yeah, of course, it doesn't have a bunch of humor in it. Oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't have a bunch of humor in it. What? It's a little bit more serious. Like, we got Brandon Davis right here. Secret Invasion is definitely Marvel's most mature title for Disney Plus yet. The language and writing knows the audience has grown up, and flashes of violence keep it feeling realistic while emphasizing the stakes. The scroll invasion feels grounded and tense. I'm digging it. So, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. This is pretty funny right here about my father, Boogeyman. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, okay. So Dan Aykroyd gave us a little bit of details when it comes to the Ghostbusters sequel that's coming out. So we saw the logo. We saw the new logo, which is featured right here. Obviously, it had like ice on it, and we're all kind of wondering what's going on when it comes to this. But Dan Aykroyd, when uh, talking right here, he has a little quote when he was on a little when he was on a podcast, of course, talking about his vodka, which I should talk about. Hey, Dan Aykroyd, I have something called the Vodka Stream. If you want to come on and talk some Ghostbusters and whatnot, and we could talk vodka as well. Hey, guess what? Perfect, perfect for um, for the Vodka Stream. Absolutely. So, the, uh, it says right here we've got a bit a uh, bit of surra- of news surrounding the upcoming Ghostbusters. Sequence. In the recent episode of uh, Dan Schreiber's podcast, We Can Be Weirdos, guest Dan Aykroyd, in between discussing his Crystal Head Vodka brand and various close encounters, I want to talk aliens. We've got some, there was like an alien thing in Vegas that happened. Let's talk about that. Let it slip that part of the film's premise will send, center around cursed objects. That's right. Cursed objects. So there'll be some like, Cursed objects or whatever. Um, he even said right here, his quote said, Michael Jackson bought an armoire, and I think he bought it at, at a, a Paris flea market, brought it home in his house, and the thing would rattle. And the thing, there was something going on in there. So he finally had to sell it, and that's part of the premise of the new Ghostbusters movie we're working on. Objects can hold spirits, and they can hold energy, and they can have, as you know, the term it's called psychometric value. Psycho, psychometric value. Sorry, I said that wrong. Psychometric value. Sounds exciting. Sounds freaky. Sounds great. You guys know I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. So definitely looking forward to that. And uh, again, Dan Aykroyd. Vodka stream. You have vodka? Hey, send me a bottle. We'll talk about it. Just saying. All right. You, you got to try, guys. You got to try, right? I don't know. Like he's actually going to see this. Does he even have social media? I don't know. Somebody get me in contact with uh, with Dan Aykroyd. He'd be perfect for the vodka stream. Anyways, all right. So there are the tweets. 
They had a tweet. No spoilers on my tweets, guys, if you notice. No quote tweets. Spoilers. As you can see. All right, let's talk about this um, Rosen, uh, this Michael Ro- Rosenbaum podcast with James Gunn. By the way, you know, and I, and I get and I, and I appreciated this too. But one one thing that I did take away first off when it came to this podcast with James Gunn, he did say at the very end that this is the only podcast he's going to be doing. So. Yeah, I remember at one point there was like people that were like trying to tag like James Gunn. Hey, go on the vodka stream, go on the vodka stream. Well, first off, James Gunn is sober. Doesn't really help. You know, there was that. And then, yeah, this is the only one that he's probably going to be going on. I mean, obviously, he's going to be doing press and everything like that. But when it comes to podcasts, I don't see him going on any other podcast or, or just friends podcasts. And Michael Rosenbaum is his friend. So, yeah, sadly, I don't think we'll ever get James Gunn on the vodka stream. <laughs> so I appreciate that, though, when people were saying... Uh, we're saying that and I'm like, Hey, what if we get uh, James Gunn on here? But, uh, yeah, that, that definitely, 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 definitely won't happen. Won't happen. So, all right, let's, uh, let's go over some of the things that were talked about in here. Some of the, uh, things that like really stood out. I made some, uh, uh, let's see, bullet points here. Let's see. Let's start off right here when it talks about him taking over DC studios. So we're going to talk, we're going to, we're going to go to this first where uh, he is talking about taking over DC, uh, DC Studios right here. So here we go. I respect his opinion completely about many things. And he, you know, he respects my opinion about creative stuff. And so when it came to us as us as a pair and basically Peter sort of managing everything, working as a producer and me basically working as a director, directing the creative aspects of things, that became a different story. That became suddenly an opportunity to do something that had never been done before, to create True. the biggest story ever told across you know film, television, gaming, and more, um, and to to really create a, a cohesive you know DC universe. Um, I also knew that there was going to be many challenges as we embarked on that journey because um, people have different ideas about how things are supposed to be. People have uh, all sorts of things that they love, whether they love things from, you know, um, you know, the, the DCEU or they love things from the Arrowverse and they love things from the Arrowverse. animated worlds or whatever. That is something that we knew was going to be a, a ring of fire we were going to have to walk through. And you knew you were going to be loved and hated at the same time? Because um, there's always people out there. I knew... What are you talking about? Ionic five. We're not usually People ones that like to tutor our own horn. Oh, we got an ad. Sorry, guys. Others do it. What he's always. Wanting. Oh man, that just screwed that up. But uh, yeah, of course, uh, talking about the yeah, people that love and hate him. Yeah, I mean, naturally, that's just going to be the case. I mean, obviously, we've seen it. There are people that, again, I, I, it's just weird. Like, people hate James Gunn so much. They'll take away from the actual people out there, like Kevin Spacey, Brian Singer, who've had numerous, numerous testimonies, all this kind of stuff. They'll, like, if I tweet about that, they somehow try to turn it to James Gunn. And I'm like, you're sick. You're sick. Okay? There's nothing. I mean, yes, there's weird tweets. Sure. And whatever weird pictures, sure, from the past, but there hasn't been anything that's, I mean, I mean, again, Hollywood's a cesspool of just fucking weird people. But anyways, 
it's just funny because there's always fans that want to turn the people that have actually been accused and put to trial and put out there and they just hate them so much that they're just like, all right, let me, uh, let's just like go back to all that. All right, let me go to, let's go a little forward right here when he talks about Superman legacy. I, I have Suicide Squad and Peacemaker are stories about very flawed people, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think they're all, all my stories are. How do you handle stories about Superman or Wonder Woman who are not flawed and are basically gods? Well, I'm not writing Wonder Woman. I am writing Superman. I know. Um, yeah, I know. But I think that's, you know, Superman's flawed. I mean, not all characters have flaws. There's not, it's not as if he's not flawed. Um, but he's also probably not, he's not flawed in the same way. Peter Quill is. Peter Quill's a mess. Right, right. He's not flawed. Peter Quill isn't flawed in the same way Rocket Raccoon is flawed. Rocket Raccoon's a real mess. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like (laughs) these are really deeply injured characters, and Superman is different than that. But I think that it's 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 very indicative of my own journey that I've been on, you know, personally. Which is good. You want somebody to be like, all right, let's relate to it in a way, because remember. You know, there was that whole relatable kind of thing when people were talking about when it comes to DC characters and stuff like that. You want, I mean, Zach def, definitely made Superman relatable. So now James Gunn really has to make Superman relatable too. I mean, I even think that Donner made him relatable into a sense, maybe more Clark Kent than Superman, but to try to make Superman relatable to people and then relate it to like anything like when it comes to him, there's something, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, especially if you're creating a story, I'm sure that every writer of any Superman comic or any superhero you try to just re- you try to make them relatable and you want to be relatable too. somehow find the how relatable this character is to yourself nothing wrong with that um through my life i think that i was a lot more flawed when i started writing guardians yeah. than i am when i started writing superman what people um, change i'm a lot less anxious i'm a lot less I don't have the same problem. Which is amazing to me. How are you less anxious now with all that's on your plate? I was having this conversation with Chris McDonald, our mutual good friend. And I said, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he is not just like, if you give me more than one thing to focus on, I'm stressed. I'm anxious. But the fact that you have a whole studio and all this TV and video games and Superman and all that and it. How are you not, how do you, what do you do to make yourself not stressed? Well, I meditate and I pray and I, and I do. Well, his hair turned white, so that's part of it. Just kidding. Well, yeah, could be part of it, but yeah. Do things, you know, and, meditate. and I'm not going to pretend like I'm not stressed, but I think in general, I'm okay. I'm pretty fluid, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that I, I have a great acceptance in, you know, you know, accepting what I cannot change and having the courage to change the things that I can change. And so I think that being able to be, you know, sober, first of all, is a huge Many goal. years. Many Told years you. sober. Um, being able to uh, meditate, being able to, uh, you know, realize that I can only do what I can do. When you have a job as big as what my job is now, like I could be working 24 hours a day easily. But and I kill can, yourself and kill myself. But I can only do, do that. what I can do, and I know that I need to take care of myself. Also, frankly, I love working. I'm not a guy who doesn't like working. So, so he likes working. That's good. That's good. All right, we're gonna uh, move a little further along right here, talking more about Superman. 
And then, of course, we'll get to that discourse, too, hopefully, like when I'm right here. So let's see. Where are we at? All right. Hold on. Where is it at? Right there. Okay, here we go. In the comics, yeah. So was that just a tweet? Tweet you can't mention, or you're smiling? I didn't, I didn't say that in a tweet. Oh, you didn't. Just talking no. about crypto. Oh, somebody right else here. was doing that. Yeah, somebody else. Somebody was mentioned doing crypto. It. Maybe it was a joke. Yeah. So who knows? Now, I, I, Chris Pratt and I were talking about crypto in a uh, interview, and I said, oh. "Whoops, that he could play crypto." Oh, okay. And then Chris right. goes, yeah, "Do oh, your now research, we're Rosenbaum." That crypto's in the movie. That's a scoop. Ah, gotcha. Um. Do you feel like out of all the big movies you've done and you've done big fucking movies is be honest, you will be. Yeah. Do you feel the most precious uh, uh, pressure with Superman? Of course. I did up until I finished the script. Now it's fun. Now if you're it's spending fun. 10 grand a month or more. In and YouTube then we got ads, an ad. <sighs> this is the way that. It Sorry. But yeah, I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with being confident. He's confident in the script. Cool. We'll see. We'll see. Script. I love the script, and people love the script. And so, like, I feel great. Of course about you love the script. Right? I felt a shitload of pressure at the beginning. Like, and what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Do you go through those phases? Why am I doing this? Definitely. But I think that it was, you know, people know I was offered Superman years ago. I said no because I, I didn't know quite how to tackle it. And um, I think that... You know, but because of that, I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. how could I create a Superman that's true to the character of Superman? True. That absolutely loves the character of Superman. Yes. And yet is a take on Superman that's different enough that it's a worth, you know, making a big budget movie about it. Yes. Different. Um, we want different. That it's worth people seeing it, that it won't be boring, you know. All of those we don't things. want boring. So, uh, so yeah. So now I, I, yeah. So now I feel good about it. So now it's fun. Now we're just finding and and then I felt a lot of pressure, frankly, finding you know casting the so role. Pierce talking about and, casting. You know, saying Pearson Foday. I know how hard it was. So hard to find Star Lord. I can't tell you. I looked at hundreds oh, yeah. of people. I, Chris. I met with you. You did. Yeah. And you know, yours was the worst. It was. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I saw so many people for yeah. Star Wars. I couldn't find the right person until Chris. Um, and so I was worried about that. But now that we've kind of done a lot of auditions. Ooh, we're already done auditions. We're not done so. yet. By the way, there's a lot of stories out there about who we're auditioning and oh, all these here screen we go. tests and all true. that. You know, I'm just saying it's not all true. That's for not sure. All like true. there's things in there that are completely false. Yeah. But I, I can't go out there and say, oh, this isn't true and this isn't true without saying, you know, can I ask you without this? Going through <laughs> everything. And by the way, it's not the audience's, you know, right now at this point, I don't think it's the I business did. of anyone audition screen testing for a role. That is a very private thing. So someone does that, shut your mouth. Someone's putting, well, listen, journalists have to do what they have to do. That's their job. They're How would a journalist find out? They're trying out? to get hits. They're trying to get hits. They find out some things from agencies, but the, here's the problem, is that they find out some things from agencies that might be true. They find out other things from agencies, which are agencies pushing their clients and trying to this is what they do. Like, Look, don't you see yeah, it? Yeah, because there's been some things I, out I there. Think, where I'm like, what? I think my <laughs> this person. I think my client is testing. Yeah, so it's like, 
it's like there's a lot of nonsense that comes out of it. See, I mean, but the, again, that's what they do. That's they want their client to get the role because it's a huge role. I mean, that's why Mr. Pearson Fode got with a stunt crew, got with a camera crew, and they put some VFX and got into a harness and did a whole Superman thing. And that's that's what they do. That's what they do. It's what they do. PR stuff. It's all PR stuff right here. So, all right, let's fast forward it a little bit. We'll get to that Lex Luthor stuff. I think that's actually coming up. Let's see. It's right about here. Yeah, it's pretty much just right here. Here we go. Or just promise that, or will the Lex Luthor character, there'll be a Lex Luthor, right? Don't say anything. Didn't, isn't that already known? <laughs> yeah, they think everybody thinks there's a Lex Luthor out there, but I've never said there was a Lex Luthor in there. All right, so if there were a Lex Luthor. If there were a Lex Luthor, okay. If there were a Lex Luthor in this movie, and there's a lot of other villains, so it may not be Lex Luthor. Yeah, and you are the best Lex, let's admit it. We know you're the best Lex. Come on, you're being funny. I'm not being funny. You're definitely the best Lex. Oh. Really? Definitely. So many people are so upset about that. It's like, well, first off, who cares if he thinks that? And also, it's his friend. It's probably just, you know, he's just, he's just fucking rubbing his balls. But not right for your movie. <laughs> <laughs> not right for my... Not I didn't say there was even a Lex in the movie. So. Oh, I know. Watch there not be a Lex. If there were a Lex, Luther, promise me this. Uh-huh. You'll... He'll be... He'll have gravitas, or he'll have a... He'll have a... He'll, he'll be Lex Luthor. He won't be a, a play, playing Lex Luthor, but he's more acting like this character, or mm. this, or goofy, or crazy! He's going to be something that's grounded and real. I know you. I'm sure that's Everything's grounded. Oh, and that's where everybody, that's where the discourse came from. Because obviously, Mr. Rosenbaum is most likely talking about Jesse Eisenberg. But I can also see him also talking about Kevin Spacey as well. I don't know. There's like so many, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to what he could be referring to. I mean, obviously, yeah, because a lot of people are saying that Jesse Eisenberg was more playing like a Riddler type character or something like that. So yes, maybe shots fired. Newsflash guys, not everybody liked Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Man, that's just the way it is. I liked it. I liked it a lot. So did you, that's fine. But some people did not, especially uh, another, another Lex Luthor actor. Well, let's face it. I wasn't big in Smallville, so, you know, but anyways. And then this is, James Gunn's response. In real, yeah. Yeah, everything's right. Really real. Because I'm not saying anybody's done that. I'm just saying that that, you know. Mm. Maybe somebody's done that. Maybe. Maybe mm. that's happened. But, yeah. Anyway, we'll continue <laughs> on. Oh, and then, of course, like, maybe someone's done that. But then, of course, James Gunn, if you, uh, if you actually went to, let's go to his Twitter. So that's pretty much it. That's the, that's the whole thing when it came to the little discourse that a lot of people, again, were so mad about, which I'm like... Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like that. They didn't like his Lex Luthor. It's not a big deal. It's fine. You know, he didn't have to. I, when, when it came to the response or when it came to certain things, I was like, well, wait a minute. We have Kevin Spacey, right? Kevin Spacey was the Lex Luthor prior to this one. And, you know, he went a little, you know, I mean, his performance wasn't bad, but it was, you know, it was kind of over the top as well. And then, of course, it's Kevin Spacey now. We just talked about kevin spacey and it's funny because you know again people get so upset that they're like no he's not talking about kevin spacey but then this is what um this is what james gunn actually had to say right here he said in reading these replies sometimes it seems like people are looking for things to get outraged about what 
and have a little sense of history. Although Donner Superman movies are some of my favorites, I've spoken out publicly before and even written about it in EW back in the early 2000s, perhaps unwisely, that Lex Luthor is not my favorite part of those films. The portrayal can lean campy, and I wished he seemed like a greater threat, and I wished he'd play play it bald throughout. So I think there's a thing when it comes to James Gunn and Lex Luthor, he wants no hair, no hair. I regret having uh, intimidate, intimidate, uh, what is it? I can't even see that word, intimidate, yeah, I can't even say that word right now. Intimated, uh, intimated, intimidated, I don't know, that I didn't like any, or man, I'm totally just drawing them, like my brain's not working right now, like any Lex on uh, Michael's show, but there it is. For the record, I think Hackman is one of the five greatest actors of the 70s and 80s, and he starred in some of my favorite movies. I just didn't love him as Lex. So there you go. Talking about Hackman. Even though, like, even though that Superman 78 is one of his all-time favorite CBMs, we saw that in his top five, he still was like, eh, yeah, but when it comes to Lex, eh, I just don't know about Lex. I just don't know about Lex. So, wasn't uh, James Gunn supposed to stay off Twitter? No, I don't think he's ever going to stay off Twitter. I think he's just had a, he had a pull back on some of that right there. He had a pull back. He had a pull back on all that. I think that's what he had to do. He just had to pull back on that. I think it says a lot about a, people if they hear someone say something negative and not name names, but they uh, immediately think it's their favorite version. Yeah, of course. Of course. And Droga doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I think we all understand that you don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Scooby-Doo. Hmm. All this isn't pulling me back. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's totally fine. Like I said, this is not going to be for everyone. It's not going to be for everyone. It's not going to be for everyone, but I mean, I, after this after this podcast, I was uh, a little bit more hyped again. I was like, okay. Just hearing him talk about it, hearing him talk about the past, the, you know, the recent past and, and everything, just hearing him talk. I thought I was like, okay. I think I'm getting a little more, more confident at just the way he talks. I mean, specifically in, I've been saying this like crazy is the fact that it's like when it comes to casting Superman and even Lois, it's not about the name. It's not about the name because when it came to Guardians of the Galaxy, there really was no names in there. He says Zoe Saldana was the, the biggest name that they had in the cast. Nobody really knew who Chris Pratt was unless you watched what Parks and Rex was. Yeah. Nobody really knew. I mean, he was kind of coming up. He started like coming up and he found him. He was like, yeah, you were the star. And now Chris Pratt's the star. I mean, similar to the sense that when Zach is also the same way when it comes to casting, he's like, it's perfect for the role. And then hopefully the role will create the star. And let's face it, when it comes to Guardians of the Galaxy, he cast a lot of unknowns. Nobody knew Dave Bautista, really. Dave Bautista was barely, I mean, unless you were like new wrestling, you didn't really know who Dave Bautista was. And then that parlayed him. I mean, that's the thing is that's what you want, too. You want you want directors to create some stars as well, I guess you could say. So, I'll, you know, that's just me kind of going like, yeah, there's that. There's that at least. But I know some people just hate this man with a passion. Hate him with a passion, so it's hard to look past all that, I guess. I've been hyped, been a fan of James since, yeah, there you go, since you rented Super. Yeah, Super's a great movie, actually. Super's a great movie. 
Yeah, see, a lot of people knew Batista from wrestling, but I, I, I'm not a re- I didn't know who Dave Batista was until Guardians of the Galaxy. So, I mean, that's the thing. But just you want, I, I, that's why, I, that's why I want an unknown. I want an unknown actor for Superman. All right, let's talk about. Uh, well, let's talk about these uh, box office projections for the Flash. Whoops, I didn't mean to hit that one. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, Jesus. Ah, uh, what? No, oh, man. I'm just, you know, just looking at it and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we got uh, some box office projections. I'm gonna look at something else too. But we're gonna look at Variety's report on this when it comes to the Flash and box office projections. Right now, it's targeting a 70 million dollar domestic opening. Uh, Elemental, the Elementals are actually our Elemental is gonna be 35 million, which is weird. It's like, all right, man, we got some low box office numbers that are coming out this weekend. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully they're off there again. They were they've been off when it came to Guardians of the Galaxy, when it came out, uh, when it came to pretty much all the movies again, kind of off. But it says both the mega budgeted ten poles are tracking for lackluster starts with the Flash starring Ezra Miller as the title DC superhero targeting 70 million and uh, Elemental, the animated adventure about opposites who attract aiming to collect about just 35 million insiders analysts are split on the final weekend number for the flash with some expecting an even softer 68 million or others projecting an 85 million so there's that right there so there's that right there um and then of course i was seeing that worldwide they were predicting 155 to 165 i'm thinking that maybe the flash will have it's gonna have better international numbers than domestic numbers i guess but uh yeah, I mean, that's that's not good. I mean, I was hoping that the tracking would be even better. I mean, I remember at one point it was like that for like from like weeks ago, from like four weeks ago, and then it's still right there too. Um, looking at the screening that I'm going to, it's almost sold out. I don't know if that means anything. That's just obviously anecdotal. So let's see here. Let me look up Box Office Pro and see what they have to say. Let's see right here. Okay, so box office pro. Let's see what let's see what they have to say about this. Well, uh, yeah, they're 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 showing it low too. They're showing sixty plus. So yeah, it's not looking too good. Not looking too good. So you know what that means, guys. That means there's gonna be people in my mentions that aren't gonna shut the f up. <laughs> it's gonna be like that, sadly. But uh, that's what the mute and block button is for. So no big deal. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if the movie has legs. We got to remember, too, guys, when it comes to Aquaman that made a billion dollars, it opened domestically at sixty nine million dollars. That's, you know, so there's that to think about. But at the same time, that was not in summer blockbuster season where it was just like one blockbuster after after another when it comes to every week. So, but yeah, the projections aren't looking too, aren't looking too great, but Hey, you know, you just never know what's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be happening. My, at my theater, there's a lot of seats available for tomorrow standard. So DC, yeah, it pretty much that's, it's not going to be looking good. It's not going to be looking good. Um, and you know, I'll do a box office video for sure to see, uh, you know, just to talk about the numbers, uh, when it comes to Sunday, I'll, uh, put out a block, but uh, a box office video, but yeah, it's just, yeah, uh, not even Michael Keaton could help. <laughs> Two Batman couldn't even help 
when it comes to this. But again, you never know. I'm I'm still hoping, fingers crossed, that it does get closer to a hundred million because you know there's still a lot of people that just show up to the movie theater and buy the tickets. I mean, again, when it came to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, it was like they were saying like 70 to 80 and it ended up making 120. So it was like off by a bit, almost like twice as much. But uh, yeah, so it was off a bit and then it has legs, just like Guardians of the Galaxy. It was like, all right, it opened at this and then it just kept going. Not that much drops and it's now across 800 million. So you just never know. But as of right now, when it comes to projections, not looking good, not looking good. But we'll see. We'll see. I know uh, we'll see. But I know uh, Droga is going to see it uh, five times, right? (laughs) What's going on? Mr. Andre, good to see you, buddy. Uh, let's see. All right. Let's go to the next topic. Harvey, Harvey, Harvey Dent. That's right. I told you guys. I was like, please, please, please let there be a Harvey Dent in the Batman part two. Please let there be a Harvey Dent. And, uh, you know, rumors came about that, yes, that there is going to be a Harvey Dent presence when it comes to the Batman Part 2. And apparently, I mean, this is, of course, coming from, I don't really like the source because the guy's an idiot, a moron, and he'll call the FBI on you if you threaten him. I don't know. And he thinks he's like a poster child for critics or whatever the hell, even though he looks like he's 60, even though he's 30. Okay. Anyways, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you guys, you know, I think you guys, but this is where this is coming from, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I didn't talk about it on Monday, but how are we feeling about either Joel Edgerton or Josh Hartnett as Harvey Dent in the Batman part two. I am. I like both. I like both. Both actors are great. I want Josh Hartnett. I think Josh Hartnett is my choice. For some reason, I just want that. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because the man was up for Superman at one point. He was up for Batman at one point. And I'm just like, you know, I could see a Harvey Dent from him. I could see it. I don't know. I could just see it more. And to fit with Robert Pattinson. Because I would actually like the storyline of Bruce and Harvey being friends before. Like old friends, but at the same time, Josh Hartnett is older than Robert Pattinson, so I guess that wouldn't work, even though Josh Hartnett doesn't look like, I don't even know how old he is now. He's probably in his mid-40s, I would imagine. But, yeah, I think Josh Hartnett would be pretty sweet. I think Josh Hartnett would be pretty sweet. I don't know. Joel Edgerton was uh, your choice for Deathstroke. Interesting. It's not a bad choice. Uh, that'd be an interesting choice. I would uh, hate hate it, but also Oscar Isaac, right? Yeah, every, that was like the obvious choice. But I just, I, I, as much as I was like, at one point I was like, I thought Oscar Isaac was like, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. But I was like, mm, he's already doing so much. And I'm like, eh, nah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't like that. I don't know if I like that too much, but yeah. So that was the two right there. So that was the two right there. And then there was actually uh, somebody. And then there was actually uh, another rumor that came out of this same little podcast with uh, with Roca and that that one guy um, that was basically saying that there's also uh, Bill Skarsgård, you know, Pennywise. And everybody, of course, is type. Everybody is just fan casting him as the DCU Joker, which I'm just kind of going. That's a little too easy. I don't like those obvious obvious fan cast stop doing that 
stop fan casting Bill Skarsgård as as the Joker because he was Pennywise and he could. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he'd kill it. Sure. But at the same time, apparently the rumor is that he does have a role that he might be up for a role in the DCU, but it's for Swamp Thing. Alec, is he going to be the main? Alec, what? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know if he'd actually be Swamp Thing. That'd be interesting, but, you know, because usually it's always like the actor and then another actor that plays Swamp Thing, I guess you could say. I don't know, or maybe not. Was it like that in the original movies? I think it was the same guy, wasn't it? I don't know. But, uh, but God, that, that show was so freaking good, too. I just hope they just keep that aesthetic at least, because the show is freaking amazing. It's just amazing. Again, being a DC fan has been exhausting, because you get this awesome Swamp Thing show... And then before it even premieres, it's canceled. That's just, it's just like, what is happening over there? It's just what is freaking happening over there? I don't, who knows? Yeah, second Warner Brothers. That's all. Okay, but um, so that's another rumor right there when it comes, when it comes to that. So those were like the main rumors when it came to casting. So we got Joel Edgerton, Josh Hartnett, possibly up for Harvey Dent in The Batman Part Two, and then we got Bill Skarsgård that's going to be possibly has a role, maybe the main role, when it comes to Swamp Thing. I don't know how we're feeling about that. Frank Rilla is Black Mask. Frank Rilla is, always, is already in Creature Commandos, and which James Gunn did talk about, too. He said Creature Commandos. He already picked out the music for that and everything. That, yeah. Frank Rillo is, um, is what's-his-name? Uh, totally drawn a blank. Jesus Christ, you guys know who. He's Mr. Senior of uh, Jesus. I, my, my brain, you know my brain. Frank Rilla, yeah, Rick Flagg Sr. There you go. Thank you, best Lex Luthor. Um, yeah, so he's already got a role. He's already got a role in there. So, I mean, and I wouldn't be surprised that they got translated. They got translated. Yeah, he was, no, yeah, Rick Flagg Sr. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised they got translated into live action at one point. I would not be surprised. Ah. Let's talk about the Man of Steel. I can't believe it's been 10, 10 years. I still remember seeing this movie with my buddy Johnny. Went to the theater. I remember being excited for it. I remember when Henry Cavill was cast and I called him Henry Cavill. A lot of us called him Henry Cavill. Some people still call him Henry Cavill, I've heard. <laughs> but uh, I still remember the buildup of it. The first image of him in front of the safe. Just the buildup of it, being excited because I was already a Zack Snyder fan because I've seen every one of his movies, except for the Owl movie in the movie theaters. I didn't see the Owl movie in the movie theaters, but I saw all the other ones in movie theaters. I saw Dawn of the Dead. I saw 300. I saw Sucker Punch. I saw Watchmen. I saw all of them in the movie theaters except for that one. But I was excited because like, all right, Zack Snyder, interesting. And I remember hearing that Christopher Nolan, of course, was producing, which, of course, that's a great story. That's a great story that after the Dark Knight, his Dark Knight trilogy that he made, they wanted, Warner Brothers wanted him to do the same thing to Superman, but he was like, nope, that's not my bag. But I know a guy, because I love this Watchmen movie, check this guy out, I refer this dude. I, you know, and that's one of the things that I, I, I wish I would have asked Zach when I did the, the commentary of Man of Steel with him. I wish I would have asked at least when I was doing our little video, like, what was it like to just get that call from Christopher Nolan? What was it like to have Christopher Nolan contact you to direct a Superman movie? Like, hey, they want me to direct a Superman movie, ground Superman as much as possible, like they, like I did with, with Batman. 
but that's not what I'm going to do. But I referred you. I mean, I could only just imagine, like, what was that like? What was that like? And it's pretty crazy, too, because I still remember when this first when this first uh, trailer came out and it was so artsy. It was so artsy. And we'll show a little bit of it right here. So artsy. Just the way the music and everything. Oh, oh. And the close-ups and the artsy stuff. Look at like stuff like that. By the way, I don't know if you guys remember, if you guys watched the commentary. I think it was the com yeah, it was the commentary stuff. Or maybe it was, I don't know. I think it was a commentary with Zach. He talked about how when it came to those close-ups of, of things, those artsy, art, art house type shots, he just shot those himself. He just shot them because he was like, yeah, man, we could fit them somewhere. And, I, and he even said that there was like people that said, why are you going to put shots like that in a Superman movie? And sure enough, it's in the first fucking trailer. <laughs> It's like in the trailer, all these like artsy type shots like that. And that's just what's so cool. That's what's cool about Zach and what's unique about Zach. And that's why he's such a great filmmaker. But yeah, just showing all this. Anyone? Yeah, the Jonathan Kent trailer and showing this. I mean, you talk about grounding Superman. My God. And then, of course, I, yeah, and then, and then that shot right there. So freaking cool. So cool. Gave you goosebumps, man. Gave you goosebumps. When you saw that tr teaser trailer, that gave you goosebumps. You're like, oh shit. They're taking Superman seriously here. Whoa. And you know, and it's funny because there was a discourse back then. Stephen Colbert, he has uh he has a nice little thread on Twitter that he posted that just basically shows like how 10 years ago when, when Man of Steel came out, it shook. It shook. It rumbled. It caused an earthquake when it came to the CBM world. It caused something where there was a discourse when it came to it. And because everybody was like, wait a minute, that was way too intense. Too many people died. Superman didn't smile enough. All that kind of stuff. And then it got even darker with BVS. Obviously, it's like, yeah, let's get Batman in there. And there was going to be this crazy event. And then there was a discourse with that. And then, of course, we all know what happened then. But then, of course, you know, when it comes to us fans, we won because we still got the trilogy, which I'm grateful for. And, you know, as much as I want more, but I just want Zach to do what Zach wants to do. You know, it's one of those kind of things. Or if, he, if, if there's a chance that, it, you know, he does come back and does something else live action, so be it. So freaking be it. But uh, this is what Zach posted right here today. Boop. Man of Steel 10 showing this shot right there. I mean, that that is a that is a sexy shot. That is a big time sexy shot of Calva right there. He's just like, hey, girl, that's right. Even I'm getting lost in his eyes. Thank you for coming on this amazing journey with me. So, and of course, always, always, Zach, always. It's pretty sweet. So he posted that. Uh, we got this right here that Mr. Mick, Mick right here said the force uh, for good in this world. And we got to love that. Autumn Frost, Action Comics, same font. Pretty sweet. And then, of course, we had uh, Entertainment Weekly posting Henry Cavill on the cover. The new Superman. Meet the new Superman. It's crazy. 
Yeah, and I remember I remember this one. I don't remember the first one, but I remember this cover right here, and it was like, whoa, look at that costume. I thought the costume was good. I did make fun of the costume at first when we first revealed it. I was like, is it made out of a dodgeball? So I thought that was, but I love how they said, like, we uh, was released 10 years ago today. Here you will find a shirtless Henry Cavill training for the role. For scientific purposes, of course. How dare you? How dare you? He's not a piece of meat, EW. My God. Anyways, now, of course, yeah, I'm sure Cavill doesn't mind showing off the muscles, showing off that workout videos. We've seen him. You can actually find gifts of him working out. But yeah, so it's just crazy. Love the movie. Every time I watch it, I just it's just such a it's one of the best origin CBMs. It's the best Superman movie, in my opinion. Um, and like I said, when it comes to James Gunn and Superman legacy, I mean, good luck. Try to defeat that. I hope he, I, I hope I can go in a loot, uh, Superman legacy and say, oh, wow, this is the best Superman I've ever seen. But is there's just, it's it, the bar is super high when it comes to man of steel, but I'm okay with that. Some people are going to say it's the best Superman. Just like they say the best Superman is Superman 78. It's perfectly fine. It's all subjective, right? That's what Ray says, or it's, it, it's fine. If it's not for you, it's not for you. And if it's for some people, it's for some people. I certainly hope that countless people try to top it. In my, in, but my brain is Man of Steel when it comes to the best Superman movie. But let's talk about let's talk about um, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. When it came to uh, earlier this week, a lot of people were also trying to, of course, when it comes to this discourse with the Flash. There's people that just really, really have this hate for the Flash within them. They just hate that it exists. They don't want it to exist. They want, they, I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird thing. The obsession, again, fictional characters, everybody, fictional freaking characters. They, uh, so they were using Michael Shannon's quotes when he was talking. I mean, obviously he's been doing interviews and they were basically uh, using the quote because a lot of these like Twitter handles and headlines were not showing the full quote, which happens because they knew that fanboys and girls would get riled up and start arguing with each other and they get more engagement because what they actually put out there was like when he was asked about, you know, returning everything, he said, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't quite satisfying for me as an actor. These multiverse movies are like somebody playing with action figures. It's like, here's this person, here's that person, and they're fighting. It's not quite the in-depth character study situation that I honestly felt Man of Steel was. Whether people think that's crazy or not, I don't even care. And then, of course, he says, I really felt that Man of Steel was actually a pretty sophisticated story. And then that was pretty much it. And all, you know, there's people that are just like, see, he didn't care about all that. But then it's like, well, then there's the last part. He says, I feel like the Flash is too. Hello. He also said the Flash is too. But it's not Zod's story. I'm basically there to present a challenge. So that's what was kind of funny about that. It was like people left out that part where he said, the Flash is too. But of course, they didn't want to do that because, again, ammunition to throw at people. Like, here you go. Yeah, that's right. Sophisticated. Flash sucks. The Flash sucks. He don't care. It's like, no, he came back. He, he And the fact that he actually contacted Zach and said, hey, is it okay if I do this? And Zach was like, yeah, go ahead, man. It's cool. Go for it. Zach's not combative. He's like, yeah, 
do it. Let's see what happens. And, you know, I'm sure it was a nice, you know, yeah, it, was, it wasn't as sophisticated. Sure. It probably, you know, the Flash wasn't because, again, he did, it wasn't a character study for him. It's like he already knew the character. He had to go in for, you know, it wasn't like a long, it's not a big role in the movie, but he's got a big presence. So, but yeah, that's just was funny. It's like people left out that last part, that last part. So then they could just, it's like, stop, stop doing that. Stop. Okay. Ah. I swear, sometimes I, I sometimes I just feel that the people who hate The Flash talk about it more than the people who like The Flash. It almost seems like it's like that. Like, weird. But good on Michael Shannon. Like that. Love that guy. Love that guy. And certainly he doesn't want to add to the whole fandom wars that happen out there. Of course he doesn't. He doesn't want to add to that. He's an actor. But hey, you got a probably a good, probably a decent paycheck to return and do some shit. Uh, all right, let's see if we have any questions. Let's see what questions we have here. We have one question on YouTube right here. That's from uh, Ninja Gamer thirteen fifty nine. Okay, Dave, I've I've done even more research and have now compiled a fuller list of commonly mispronounced words that are often discussed in your videos and organized them into separate levels not to come across as a jerk and excuse my ocd but please for the sake of sanity put my work to good use (laughs) and listen to you say these things for several hours every week that the least you could do is learn how to say them correctly and i've even gone all i've even done all the work for you wow takawati oh okay so he just yeah he put all that Wow. Jeez, this guy's got a laundry list of things. Wow. (laughs) That's hilarious. It's really that bad. I know. Jeez, can you believe that? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm that bad where this guy had to give me a long list. Yep. Let's see. Yeah, I know. It's like, hey, you know what? Sometimes, yeah, Zaslav. All right, I'm just looking at some of this right here. I wouldn't be surprised if he's wrong on... Yeah. (laughs) Name him. Yeah. So... Wow. Okay. So he's, he's even gotten, he's, <laughs> he's gotten to the point where he says, I'm even saying Stephen Colbert's number or uh, name wrong. It's cause I say Cole Bert and he goes, it's Cole Bert. Yeah. Some of these are a little bit too much <laughs> like Colbert. It's Colbert. I know it's not Colbert. It's Colbert, but apparently I'm saying it as Cole Bert, not Colbert. So it's, yeah, some of this is a little weird. Zendai. Oh, yeah. And then uh, it's Zendaya, not Zendaya. Okay. Sholo Maridwaya. Dwaya. Wow. Okay. Just looking at it all, it's funny. I've said so many times, too. I'm like, I'm bad at names. 
<sighs> like South. But, uh, okay, so Brandon Ralph, not Ruth, not Ralph, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, Gadot. I always go back and forth with that one. Holly Bailey. Holly. <laughs> he even put, like, Holly Bailey and Holly Berry. Like, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's, okay, so it's Hallie, not Holly. Hallie. Jeez. Oh, let's see. Does he have Villeneuve? Villeneuve. Kieran Hines. Yes, I've said that one right before. Letitia Wright. Yes, I've said that one right before. Yeah, sometimes when I'm talking really, really fast, I don't see. Does he have Danae? Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Now, this guy really did uh, Barmejo. Now, he doesn't have Danae. Danae. Wow, the one that, that I say a lot. Doesn't have that one in here. All right. So now that the ego is now officially uh, damaged, let's go to Twitter questions. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. So let's go. Let's see what's happening over in the Twitter world. All right. Let's make sure we got nothing. No spoilers. No nothing. Okay. So we're good. There we're good. All right, so we got Tet right here. I like aspects of all the Lex Luthor actors, but I, I like Eisenberg because he made... Am I saying Eisenberg right? You didn't spell it right, um, or did you? Um, he made creative choices that fit the modern era better. I don't know what Gunn will do, but I hope we don't get another stuffy suit-wearing 60s-era businessman. Well, we already know that Gunn's not really a fan of Lex Luthor unless he... I, I think... I, I bet you Gunn is a fan of the Superman, the animated series. Yeah. Like you were, you know, and he's muscular in there too. So I, I have a feeling that gun is more of like a Superman, the animated series type of Lex Luthor. Eric, looking back with the 10th anniversary, I can't help wondering what it have uh, been like. Had the studio stuck with the original plan, letting Zach make the uh, man of steel trilogy. Well, he wasn't going to make the trilogy. Zach, Zach changed the course from the trilogy to doing the five-part arc with the Justice League. And that would have been done by now. That would have been done and moved on by now. Maybe somebody else would have handled the, 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 the sequels, but Zach would have just been handling the Justice League trilogy. He wouldn't have been handling... He would have been a, maybe a producer or executive producer on it, but personally, I think critics and mainstream audiences would have preferred it. Preferred the Man of Steel. Oh, okay. You're saying instead of the Justice League trilogy. I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I think with crossovers uh, and crossovers and everything, like when it comes to what's happening over on the other side, I think people would have actually more preferred the uh, Justice League trilogies. Deus said your name right, right? Hey, Dave, what do you think the reason is for Flash's poor box office projection? And friendly, uh, this guy right here says no one cares about DC movies. Um, I think it's just uh, projections. Yeah, I think people are just, you know, just been burned too many times maybe. I don't know. Jared Luzi. I have a mad theory that if Flash explodes and does gangbusters, they could try to incorporate more of the old in the plan, like use legacy to retcon man of steel and then bring back cabal again mad theory hmm i don't know about that i don't know if that's gonna happen but 
like where your head's at. Lawrence, the Snyderverse will happen on Max. All right, I like your confidence there, Lawrence. Ports, sadly, Flash is going to flop. As much as I want the story to continue as Elseworlds, time for the Snyderverse to go to bed. I don't think it's ever going to go to bed. Ronnie, watching the Flash, man, I missed Ben Affleck a lot. Don't we all? Devin Wooter, Dave, can you raise your glass for John Ramita Sr.? He just passed away. He was only 93. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty up there. And I really uh, like James Cameron, but he is out of his mind. Avatar 3, oh yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I'm only 30 years old. I'll be 37. Yeah, some people are older. Uh, and also Mr. Uh, McCarthy, Cormac McCarthy, uh, a renowned author, also passed away. He did like from for country, um, country for Old Men and Blood Diamond and all. You know, he, he's done a lot of, he wrote a lot of books of popular movies. So he... Also, Cormac McCarthy also passed away. But, yeah, may uh, John Ramita also rest in peace. So, Cormac. Anyways, but, yeah, so, Batista's good actor, plays intelligent dude, seemingly, yeah. Dave, he changed it to a five-part. Yeah, but uh, that's where all the focus went. And to be honest, that was better. In my opinion, Eric, I think it was better. I think it was better that he told that story as opposed to having actual Man of Steel sequels. Technically, it was all Man of Steel sequels. It was like Superman's journey from, you know, from being revealed to sacrifice to reborn kind of thing. I don't know. See, to me, I'm like, I, I, I like the direction that it went when it came to telling a story with other characters, not just have Man of Steel, Man of Steel, Man of, you know, not just Superman, Superman, Superman. But, you know, I'm sure there would have been maybe sequels that could have fit in, in between there from like other directors. But yeah, could be interesting. All right, guys. Well, that's it when it comes to this. Uh, hopefully you guys are going to be seeing The Flash like I said, uh, the Vodka stream on Friday, we're going to uh, be talking about, we're going to be talking about full discussion when it comes to The Flash, full spoiler discussion, and uh, yeah, should be fun, so we'll see who shows up for that panel. Uh, make sure you guys smash that like, thumbs up, do all that, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell. When it comes to all this, you know, you know, make sure you do that. Members, if you want to become a member... You know, we'll, we'll be talking after this. Members, look forward to the link in your uh, on your feed so you could talk a little bit more post-show stream as per usual. But, yeah, follow me on the Sock Meds, guys. Everything, Twitter, I'm most active. Uh, I try to post more bonus content on the Patreon, post things that I hear, which I've posted things, which I'm going to talk about in the members-only stream a little bit here. So do all that. And, uh, yeah, guys, love you. Talk to you later.